0: Hello everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist and I'd like to welcome you to Episode 9 of Across the Board, the podcast which focuses on board governance, strategic management of risk at the board level and those who report to the board of directors. Today I have with me Stuart Levine. Stuart is the president and founder of Stuart Levine and Associates. He is one of the country's top thought leaders in board governance, board management, and really, the effectiveness of boards of directors. In this episode, we talk about why boards are not optimized. We discuss what is board optimization, the recently released NACD report about board culture, how a board can optimize its culture and collaboration, and why a company culture really starts with the board of directors. Finally, we look at why boards become operationalized and look backwards instead of focusing on strategy looking forward. It's a fascinating interview for anyone who is on a board of directors, deals with a board of directors, or in corporate governance or leadership. Across the Board is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode of Across the Board. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me Stuart Levine. Stuart is the chairman of the board and CEO of Stuart Levine & Associates. He has significant board experience and executive leadership experience across multiple disciplines, including financial services, technology, healthcare, specializing in strategy, large-scale change management, leadership development, strategic communication, board governance, and customer focus. He's a former global CEO for Dale Carnegie Training. He's a prolific author, uh, having written multiple uh, bestsellers. He also publishes articles on Forbes, Credit Union Times. He's been recognized as a governance fellow by the NACD and a top 100 director uh, twice. Uh, Stuart really uh, is one of the top thought leaders in creating civic, significant value for shareholders and strong organizational cultures. And Stuart is going to visit with us today about board optimizations. So Stuart, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, uh, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today.
1: Well, Tom, uh, I appreciate the invitation, and uh, I think uh, we're committed to learning and uh Conversations like this are uh, actually very interesting to us as well. So thanks for the invitation.
0: Stuart, you had a uh, article you posted on your uh, corporate website on August 24th entitled, Why Your Board Isn't Optimized. And in reading this article, um, I was really struck by a report recently issued by the National Association of Corporate Directors uh, featuring uh, uh, entitled, Board Meeting Optimization Driving Excellence. And some of the numbers uh, that were reported in your article from the NACD report, I thought just were, I don't want to say shocking, but very surprising. So only 54% found their uh, boards fairly collaborative. 6% said they were ineffective, and 2% said they were toxic. 62% of the board members surveyed did not believe their boards were highly collaborative. And if uh that's the starting point uh, you you really drive home the message that senior leadership takes its signals from boards. so what did those numbers tell you?
1: Uh, it tells me that um, there's an important conversation that we need to have at the board level about I'll call it board culture because we've heard for years Tom that tone at the top is so important and in a certain way it's become rhetoric but what tone at the top means from our perspective is how do we function together in the boardroom do we collaborate do we focus on strategy do we have the right conversations with the right people in the room and then do we set the right culture for the organization. Because remember, Tom, what happens is at every meeting you have senior leaders coming in to present, I'll call it the performance data of their particular business unit and so forth. And those uh, senior leaders will take their cues from us as directors and how they see us uh, collaborate, how they see us asking questions and engage them on strategic issues and that really does form uh, the culture of the uh, total organization. So when uh, we talk about board optimization and you recognize that only 62% of the people responding to the NECD survey said they were highly collaborative, that tells me that there is a huge opportunity out there to increase financial performance because that is at the end of the day, our primary responsibility as, as directors, you know, to get financial performance, uh, and, and I will call it provide intelligent oversight, uh, for the organization. So it says to me in no uncertain terms that there's a large opportunity to enhance financial performance. And that's where, in my view, governance and strategy come together. At the right inflection point around results.
0: So, one of the things you noted in your paper was that boards uh, have become, can become very operational and tend to look backwards instead of focusing on a strategy and the strategic plan. How do you, if, if a board has fallen into this trap, how do you help them get out of
1: it? There, there, there are a couple of things that come to mind. Number one, um, I can tell you in our experience as a board, I just finished a uh, board assessment for a very large organization, uh, happened to be in the transportation sector. And in that board assessment, um, we were able to, I'll call it, create an environment of trust where some days it's more difficult than others for any one of us to look in the mirror. Some days you have a bad hair day and others you have a good hair day. But in the board assessment, uh, it it does, I'll call it, have a respectful way of surfacing important conversations that that board needs to have. So I think you start the pivot of moving backwards and spending your entire life looking in the rearview mirror and looking forward into strategy. When you have an intelligent conversation about uh, board optimization through a board assessment, and in the conversation and in the client uh, that I'm, I'm uh, thinking about a, a week or two ago, we had what I'll call a very important conversation. And, and I think one of the uh, findings that the director shared with our, our firm and our representatives was that they were interested in more learning. And I think that's a, a uh, under-discussed topic. Uh, and, and you know, the whole notion of how do you stay a current? And how do you lean into the future uh, vis-a-vis? Do you understand blockchain? Do you understand, uh, i call it uh, artificial intelligence? Are you, without regard to uh, your position in life and so forth, but as a director, are you committed to learning? And And how do you get that new information? Because that really does equip a director to participate more vigorously and more fully in a strategic discussion. So I think you make the pivot two ways. One, um, by having an honest assessment of the board and its effectiveness and, and we can get a little deeper on some of those issues. And two, by committing individually as a director uh, to learning and then sharing those learnings, I will call it, not in a self-righteous way, but in a righteous way that says, hey, we have a responsibility and here is the way Uh, that we can uh, stimulate a conversation. And that's why if your culture is right, and then you start to learn, then you can be more open to diverse point of views and diverse people, Tom.
0: So my father was a naval officer, and one of the kind of navyisms he always taught me was once an officer, always an officer, but that if you're an officer, you're charged with knowing everything the Navy would task you to do. And if you don't know it, you better go learn it. Is that the concept you're talking about with the board, or is it something
1: else? No, I, I think what your father is saying, and actually uh, I read some data about a week ago uh, in the Navy. There have been a series of, uh, I'll call it accidents. And, and what has really, uh, I'll call it, been focused on was the need for leadership on, on all of those, uh, those vessels. And uh, so for me, the officers that your father described to you, definitely, number one, in no uncertain terms, understood their mission. They understand the re- understood and still do. Uh, we have incredibly dedicated people serving men and women uh, as we speak, but they understand their mission and they understand the responsibility to uh, the people they serve every day, whether they're uh, on terra firma or they're out to sea. And I think those are two components that we can learn from uh, your father about always understanding the mission of the organization and always understanding that leadership is about, uh, listening, collaborating, uh, and, and, and ultimately, why I always had great respect for the Navy and, and your dad included was they never backed away and they still don't back away from values and integrity. Because anytime uh, you're running around, and I happen to be in the Army, and I always said, you know, once they gave you a, a clip in, in your M16 with live ammo. Uh, there were consequences that changed. So, understanding the responsibility around integrity—that everything does come out—becomes uh, very important. So, you know, learning, leadership, and consequences for actions are big lessons that I would take away from your fathers. Uh, I'll call it sharing a wisdom with you.
0: The um, <clears throat> a number of people who listen to this podcast are senior management and people who report to boards. And one of the things they asked me is, what, what do I tell the board? Do I wait for them to give me guidance? Do I pontificate? And so you're, I was really intrigued by your remarks on board training and individual board members learning. Is, uh, the corporation itself or senior management, are they equipped to help Uh, Inform or train the board, or should the board go to outside experts for that?
1: This morning, I was on the phone with a client of ours who um, we work for, a particular financial institution. And there's one word, Tom, that becomes very important to this conversation, and that that is preparation. I was working with the CEO uh, to make sure that he was in sync with the chair of the board, so that. Uh, they knew exactly what they wanted to achieve vis-a-vis transferring of information and the input that the CEO wanted vis-a-vis developing the strategy going forward. Uh, so I think the I'll call it, transition in board thinking is um, we just we're not sitting passively by uh, waiting for. Uh, the CEO and his or her team to develop a strategic plan. We are, in fact, engaged on a regular basis, and the smartest, most effective, productive boards are engaged in a strategic discussion every time there's a meeting. So my takeaway from that question is preparation, and I think that's incredibly important vis-à-vis the example I gave you this morning of how uh, working with the CEO, we are able to, I'll call it, uh, organize the agenda properly, get the three or four questions that, uh, in this case, he needed, and the chair of the board happens to be a woman that, that she needed uh, from what she was hearing from her colleagues on the other side of the table of the board, and ultimately with, again, a very, uh, a very focused and disciplined approach to achieving uh, the mission. But it's that type of commitment to preparation that differentiates, in our view, Excellent boards and excellent senior leaders and I would say one word to the senior leaders. It's not only preparation In coming in I've been in a lot of boardrooms In my day and and work for different boards and senior executives and we always coach and advise the senior leaders If you come in with a 50 page deck, you will never get through the deck It, it to me we as directors always read the material But it's coming in with a two-page executive summary that says, hey, look, here is what our plan focus here is what it looks like on the new technology. And in that executive summary, that helps form, call it that, 60- or 90-minute conversation. And again, that requires hard thinking of the senior leader coming in to the boardroom before uh, they just take off with 50 slides, I've seen a lot of conversations go sideways and, frankly, not be accretive for shareholders because uh, they just had too many pages. We're not about uh, killing trees. We're not about putting people to sleep. We're about getting intelligent, intelligent engagement uh, brains around the room.
0: Stuart, in your article, you uh, talked about that, but you used a different word, and that different word really struck me. And I'll just read the sentence. It says, board meeting preparation should have a discipline around both before, during, and after. And it was that word discipline that struck me as so important that I think um, is lacking both uh, at the board level and senior management level is they don't understand the discipline that you just described.
1: Look, I, I, I was lead director of a large NASDAQ company, happened to be in the healthcare <clears throat> sector. Uh, and um, in the, it, 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 the discipline comes and feels like this. There is only so much oxygen in a boardroom, Tom. And that means uh, if com- somebody's coming in to read the Declaration of Independence, the leadership, independent chair, lead director, somebody offline has to say, you know what? That's, you're taking too much oxygen, and in fact, you're dragging the board into a tactical discussion. And so the discipline means that we have to be, senior level people should be able to have one-on-one conversation saying, look, we're going to get through this report, <clears throat> we're going to take questions, but we're going to move. And that requires, again, preparation and thinking and discipline. And the most successful uh, CEOs that I've been involved with have preliminary conversations when the board book's been distributed with members of their boards because uh, it gives them a chance to anticipate any questions. Most boards are not coming to play a game of gotcha. They're coming to be productive, to contribute to the well-being of the uh, shareholders, to the uh, culture and the organization. And so, again, discipline means, in my mind anyway, and this is a critical factor. You can almost tell when we assess a board or a, a corporation, if the meeting's supposed to start at 8 o'clock, the most successful, productive meetings start on time and end on time. And I can think in my own experience of the 10 boards I've been privileged to serve on, if they're supposed to start at 8 in the morning, trust me, at 7.30, 7.45, most of us are sitting around that table with our engines started, uh, ready to go, and at 8 o'clock... Uh, we take off, and if we say we're going to take a 15 minute lunch break, grab a sandwich, and come back, we do that. And that. Re- this podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio. dot